Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Oh, that's old school. 94 WIP. What a better way to bring in for a bonus edition, Rhea. A bonus edition of the Ross Tucker Show. Good morning, Ross. Good morning, guys. Yeah, I didn't know this was going to happen. Neither did, I, did we. Did, so, so did I somehow benefit from the Eagles losing the Super Bowl? <laughs> you benefited. Yes. Yes, you did. You, is that what happened? That, well, don't blame me. It wasn't my idea. That's what happened when we all thought Angela might gut it out and do a five-day week, yeah. but that ain't happening. By, by the way, I always wanted to uh, – there's always a story behind the songs that, mm-hmm. that Joe plays. Yeah. I want to take you guys back, okay? Mm-hmm. That song – is the song they would play when we ran out of the locker room for high school basketball. Oh, wow. So that's what, so, so I remember, I remember going in the eighties, you know, it's funny. I don't think it's like that anymore. I don't know if it was like that where you guys grew up, but like in the eighties and even early nineties, everybody went to the high school basketball game. Like that was like a big yeah. deal. And, and they used to always play that song. So then my sophomore year, the guys changed it, and they wanted some new song, and I was, like, devastated. <laughs> I had waited my whole life to run out of the, the, the locker room to that song. So then uh, my junior year, when I was, ba- when I was you know, one of the best players or whatever, I was like, no, we're going back. We're going back to jump. So I just want you guys to picture me doing, uh, doing 20 push-ups right before I run out of the locker room <laughs> so I look a little bit better for the girls and the cheerleaders. We look a little bit better. In my uh, basketball uniform. Oh man, no, it's uh, it's it, it's funny. People relate to the the music when you come out. It's a, it's a pretty big deal to a lot of players. Yeah. It's I know the lock. Whoever runs that locker room music, it's a it, it's a big responsibility. Oh, yeah, well, it's baseball. Huge... You know, baseball guys have their walk up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I love the walk up stuff. I think it, I think it's terrific. It adds to it. And I and I know even coaching little kids uh, in hockey, to, we have. You know, when you go into the rink, we want this played. And then the other team wants that. It's just pretty cool to, to see what gets them all jacked. Of course, now I'm the, I am in no way relevant to the new, the new music. Uh, so, no. I, so I have no idea what the hell they want played. Go, go ahead. As long as there's no swears, yes. we, can, we can deal with it. So, Ross, I've, I've decided to my, you know, my way out of the mornings here. I'm gonna, I've got nicknames for people. I've got back, because of yesterday on, the, on, uh, on social media, where Brown called uh, Juju Schuster Smith yeah. um, TikTok boy, which I thought was, was amazing. It was one of the greatest Absolutely burns amazing. I've ever seen. So I'm naming you Princeton boy. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm okay with that. I think go. it's a pretty good name. I, I'm okay with that. You know, it's funny that that literally um, my first day in the NFL, uh, it's a long story, but I, I, I kind of choked LeVar Arrington. 
I like grabbed his Adam's apple and Guys, he, we don't need a we don't need a short story on this one. <laughs> well, so okay, this is the truth. I okay, I want I'm, I want you guys to all pitch this, okay? Because remember, I'm just like a normal guy from Reading, like everybody else listening, except I just ended up being better at football or whatever, right? So I I haven't even graduated from college yet. It's the weekend after the draft in 2001, so it's April 29th or whatever, and back then. The mini camp, the weekend after the draft, was always full squad. Now they just do rookie mini camps, but ours was full squad. So I'm playing at Princeton. I go down there on a Thursday, and I'm getting like my physical and stuff, and I'm behind like Jeff George for blood work. <laughs> and then I go over and and uh, to get the EKG, it's Bruce Smith. I am looking around like, what is happening right now? Why am I, mean, I are, here? <laughs> well, yeah, the, these are guys I've been playing with on Madden since yeah. I was 10. Like, what is going on? So the first practice, the first day, they put me at right tackle. And my first one-on-one is against LeVar Arrington. And if you don't, if you guys, for those of you listening, if you don't remember we LeVar. We remember. <laughs> yeah, he is probably, actually definitely, the most gifted athlete I ever played against. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he made a couple of Pro Bowls, but he got hurt all the time. I'm convinced, like, he, his muscles were too explosive for his joints. But anyway, so he's rushing off the edge. And I'm so worried about his speed that I kick out super fast. He goes up and under and beats me inside, which is like a cardinal sin for an offensive tackle. You cannot get beat inside. So then the next one, I relax, and I don't go out as much. He tries the same move, up and under. But I'm there. I'm ready. I'm waiting on it. He puts his helmet. Remember, this is minicamp. There's no shoulder pads. Al, Rhea, he puts his helmet right in my chest and starts to bull rush me. And I'm like scrambling to get it. The only, my hand like slipped off his chest and it raised up. And the only thing I could grab, my right hand was on his throat. Oh, jeez. And when I, when I tell you guys... I tried to rip that dude's Adam's apple out. <laughs> I squeezed as hard as I could. Oh I tried to rip his Adam's apple. By the way, his neck is like twice as big as my hand. I was going to okay? say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's got those side neck muscles. Still haven't been invented yet. <laughs> um, all right, so he stops and looks at me. Guys, this is my first practice in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, you know, and in the Ivy League, we used to watch like Penn State play Notre Dame and say, well, how would we do if there was 13 guys on the field for us the whole <laughs> game, right? So this, this will get back to the Princeton thing, I promise, Al. So um, the whole rest of the practice, LeVar is looking at me and pointing at me. So he's going up to Daryl Green, Hall of Famer, <laughs> pointing at me. This dude's he crazy. Goes up, he goes up to Bruce Smith, points at me, and so I'm, like, trying to focus on doing well. I'm an undrafted free agent. I kind of want to at least make the practice squad or something. Meanwhile, I'm a little bit worried why LeVar keeps going up to all the best <laughs> players and pointing at him. So we get in the locker room, okay? His locker is right next to the shower. Oh, God. And I look down, and he's talking to Big Daddy Wilkinson. <laughs> and he's pointing at me. <laughs> and at this point, I don't have a helmet on or anything anymore. I grab my towel. I'm naked, okay? And I'm walking to the shower, and he's still, like, pointing at me and staring me down. And I, all I can think about is my pop-up. Uh, my grandpa was career military. He's from Reading. And um, he always told me, Rooster, always throw the first punch. It's your best <laughs> shot. Because one, one time I told my pop-up that my dad said never throw the first punch. And my, dad, and my pop-up said, 
Yeah, your dad's never been in a fight. You got to throw the first punch. Okay? So he's like, trust me, throw the first punch. So I walk down, and Al, LeVar looks at me, and he goes, yo, Princeton. Getting, getting back to your whole – because that's what they remembered. Like, that's yes. the thing that they knew. They didn't even know my name. They just knew that I was the Princeton guy. He goes, yo, Princeton. And I said, yeah. He said, going for my throat and stuff, huh? He didn't say stuff. Use your imagination. Yeah. We're on the radio, okay? And I said, yeah, literally my right hand is balled up. <laughs> and I'm looking around, by the way. I'm, I'm a dead man. I'm way outnumbered in every category. Like, I'm dead. So um, he looks at me. He gets a huge smile on his face. And he goes, I like that. And gave me a pound. There you go. So I, this whole time I thought he was mad. And I thought he was going to like, punch me. We're going to get a fight. He liked the fact that I was willing to try to rip his Adam's apple out. And I, my first day as an employee, I always tell people, figure out at your place of work what, what earns credibility, and what respect, people yeah. value and respect and, and get it. I learned the first day that in the NFL, they respect violence or at least the <laughs> willingness to be violent. And I learned that the first day. Did you so tell anyway. them that your nickname was Rooster? <laughs> no. Because that one, Wector's like, we need to discuss Rooster. No. That, that's, uh, that's, well, that's a whole other category. Yeah, no, but anyway, so, um, so the funny boy. thing is, so every team I went to, Al, five teams, the Princeton thing always stood out. They always would bring it up. And the, the awesome thing about going to Princeton, to this day, okay, I'll say stuff to somebody, and it might be the st- You know what's funny? I tell kids now, because I help out with recruiting. I have this recruiting business, Go Big Recruiting. And I tell them, like, where you go to college, the weirdest thing about it is it kind of frames most conversations on some level the rest of your life. Because it's also like you're in your 20s. It's like one of the first things you ask somebody, where'd you go to college? And Al says BU and Rhea says Temple or whatever. And I say Princeton. And immediately you say Princeton. And the people are always like, wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So like the whole rest of your life is like that. It's a scam. It's a, it is a scam. <laughs> it, it is a scam. Well, everyone around here, every time you say this Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl, they're going to go Gannon. Yeah. They're going to go Gannon. I mean, it's, you know, so the Gannon gets hired yesterday. By and and Steichen, which I you know we will get into, which I think is a huge loss. The Gannon thing is very interesting, Ross, because there's no middle ground. You either love him or you don't like him, which you know you obviously know that I'm on that side of it. It's it's just astonishing of that big po- how polarizing he is. So what's interesting about that, Rhea, is I. I don't know that I fall into either category, but I definitely am closer to the love him part. Yep, oh, I know. Than than the other part. Um, you know, it's hard to be top five in the NFL and defense in almost every category, and and dislike him in my mind as much as some of the folks do. And I know a lot of it. Well, a couple things, right? And this will go for Steichen too. Because everybody's like, oh, you know, they'll probably promote from within, and Denard Wilson's a good candidate, and Brian Johnson's a good candidate, and that, that might be true. But it's impossible to argue that this is a good thing in my mind for the Eagles, either one of these. First of all, if Sirianni thought Denard Wilson or Brian Johnson were better than Steichen or Gannon, 
he would have hired them to be the coordinator at the start. But he didn't hire them. He didn't hire Gannon. That was a, that was a Laurie and Roseman thing. Well, I I mean, I, I I'm sure they they had a lot of input, but so you you think I don't Sirianni, think I know. Here's Jeff Laurie. And we kept hearing the name Jonathan Gannon. It was like I didn't know anything about Jonathan Gannon, but uh, I was thinking, boy, how are we gonna how are we gonna get Jonathan Gannon if he's so so highly regarded? I just oh the belief has always been that it was just like Jim Schwartz was hired before Doug Peterson before him. Yeah, well that's interesting. I didn't know that. I had not heard Lori say that. I guess obviously Sirianni had to sign off on it on some level, but that is interesting. Um, the other part of it, though, is, you know, what's kind of a shame is Fangio was with the team all year. Nah. But because of the timing of it, he accepted the Dolphins job, and that would have been a home run. The other thing is, like, okay, let's say they do promote Wilson, and he's good. Let's say they do promote Brian Johnson, and he's good. You're still losing coaching staff talent, and then the next question is, well, who replaces those guys? And how good are they? Because I can speak to this. I had nine offensive line coaches Ooh. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to do, by the way, yeah. in seven years. Do yeah. the math. <laughs> um, and there's a big difference. There's a big difference. I mean, I thought a couple of the guys were really good and made a difference in the outcome of games positively. I thought a couple of guys weren't very good and made a difference in the games in the outcome of games negatively, and then probably five of them were probably negligible, right, in the middle. But I remember one year in Buffalo, for, as an example, our running backs, they never knew who to pick up on blitzes. Now, this is, we're talking position coaches here. They never knew who to pick up, and, it, and we had a bad year. The next year, it was the same guys. It was McGahee. It was Travis Henry. It was the same running backs. We got Eric Studisville as our running backs coach. And they were on it. I don't think they missed a blitz pickup all year. So just one position coach, just at running backs, in my mind, clearly made a difference for those guys in a very important aspect of it in 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 back to back years. So um, even if you like you, Rhea, yeah. aren't a big Gannon fan, and even if Wilson's good. You still have to have some concern about the backfill if they promote from within. We'll get into this because we got to take a break, but I, I want to get into how much are we going to miss it when he couldn't beat a single good to above good co- uh, quarterback. Mm. So I mean, it's going to get uh, it's going to get feisty. Time ninety four <laughs> WIP is seven fifteen. Oh, you want to talk about a stadium that rocks for Ross Tucker? There you go, <laughs> bringing it back. All right, the Ross Tucker Show. Angelo Cataldi off today. Angelo Cataldi with Rhea Hughes. And before we get back to you, Ross, we have Francisco Rojas with our question of the day update. All right, so it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Ardmore. Armin Chevrolet is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find new roads. ArminChevy.com. So the update on the Twitter question, do you think Gannon will be successful in Arizona? Man, overwhelming. No, 85%. Oh, jeez. Wow. 15, so. 85%. Ross, you're on the wrong side of this election. Um, well, we're, that's two different things, yeah, right? Yeah, it is we're two different things. About, I, I agree with Ross on that. I mean, yeah. he's in a yeah. bad spot. He is. <laughs> yeah. You know, here's the thing. It's funny, too, because <clears throat> I was talking with um, – it was actually Steichen before the Giants uh, playoff game, mm-hmm. and I was asking him what the interviews were like, and he, and he was telling me about it. And, you know – 
usually you only get one chance as a head coach. Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to go to a pretty good situation, right? Mm-hmm. However, there's only 32 of them. And if you turn one down, you might never get one. Yeah. So I think if we're being honest, financially, you just have to do it. You have I mean, to. Oh, yeah, there's absolutely no question you St- have to. Steichen got a six-year deal. I'm sure it's at least $5 million. So that's $30 million yeah. Your life he has guarantees changed forever. for his family. Yeah, yeah I mean, Gannon, yeah. same way. Um, I think I told you guys this. So, and I tweeted this at some point um, this week at Raw. Oh, yesterday actually, when um, when the the Gannon news came down at Raw Tucker NFL. I didn't know Gannon at all before I first met him. Twenty twenty one production meeting for the preseason games, and I wrote in my notes maybe four minutes in, this guy is going to be a head coach. Uh, he is extremely impressive talking about the game, how he sees the game. And also, um, you know, there's a reason why all these teams interviewed him. There's a reason why people thought he was going to be the Texans head coach last mm-hmm. year. But then with the lawsuit and stuff, there's a, there's a lot of factors, I think, as to why he wasn't. And, you know, Rhea, to your point, he might be one of those guys that's actually a better head coach. That's what I've heard. Than he was a D coordinator because he's yeah. such, he's oh, so impressive. We, now we we interviewed him at, at training camp as well, and like all of my complaints about it have nothing to do with him as a person, because he's a- absolutely incredibly likable and a guy you want to talk to. I have no doubt that he will try to change, will probably change that culture in Arizona. I just hated him as a defensive coordinator. So, you know, those those are two separate issues. And he's but, walking but, he's not walking into a great situation. No, it's it's a bad situation. Yeah. It's a really bad situation, yeah. in fact. Um, Rhea, let me ask you this, because yeah. I, I think this is important. So, you know they had the third most sacks in NFL history. You couldn't have any problem with the pressure up front with the numbers you just stated. I would be an idiot to say that. It my 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 problem was always it just go to the Super Bowl. Did the Eagles have any uncontested catches? Or guys were wide open, or did they have to fight for every catch? Uh, the Devontae Smith one, he was wide open. Yeah, okay. But for the, the most yeah, part, for the yes. most part, they had to fight. Yeah. That was not the case with Kansas City. Like I and I know we're going to get into the turf later. My problem all year, my fear all year, why I never trusted him, was I just continually saw guys being able to get free releases, running open. It just, I just didn't care for that style of defense. It's interesting because I saw some stat that the Eagles played actually put a lot of man-to-man coverage in the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, and I guess yep. I wonder if that hurt them because they were slipping all over the place, and you know they're not they didn't play very well. No. Like the man coverage didn't didn't go very well for them. They kind of played a little bit out of character. My frustration with Gannon in the second half of that game was that. They couldn't stop anything. Yeah, the run. Like, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. like. They, I mean, they were getting run over too. And I always feel like, okay, if you're going to get run over, then, uh, then you can't be allowing them to complete every pass too. That's the issue. And if you're going to get run over, it's usually because you have two deep safeties, and you're worried about them throwing it deep. I don't. I mean, did Mahomes throw it deep once? No, as longest uh. I think was 22 yards. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, he didn't. He only threw for 185 yards. I will say this though. About the Super Bowl. If we're going to kill Gannon for yep. the second half, mm-hmm. 
and rightfully so. He, you know, they, they couldn't get a stop. You know, they, they also only give up seven points on four possessions <laughs> in the first. Now, I know the Eagles controlled the ball. They did. Yeah, they but did. the Chiefs had yeah. the ball four times, and they scored seven yeah. points. They got two three and outs, I think, and one time they missed the field goal. So I think you got to give him credit for that if we're looking at both sides of the game. Okay, oh, come on, Ross. How many Super Bowls are won in half. the first half? The Super Bowl's always won in the second half. Um, correct. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, like, yeah, that's when you ju- – I mean, Ross. I mean, the Chiefs gave up – yeah. Spagnuolo gave up 24 points in the first half. Yeah. I saw somebody say – I saw somebody well, say they criticized Gann. Well, they said he didn't make any second-half adjustments, to which I would say, like – what did you want them to adjust? Well, they here's, only gave here's up seven one, points. One thing I want to bring up, uh, because you had brought up a point last week, which I thought was very interesting, in that there was no defensive line depth for the, uh, for the Chiefs. So if the Eagles pounded the ball, by the time they got to the second half, they'd be tired. Well, Reuben Frank had, you know, conversely, on the other side. So Reuben Frank has, a, you know, one of his nuggets, his observations, which he's great at, said that uh, Gannon shortened the bench – the defensive uh, line bench, Fletcher Cox, 82%, Hargrave, 76 Hassan Reddick, 84%, his second highs. Everybody else, Brandon Graham, William, Sue Davis, and Joseph, they played 33% or less. And what, what Ruben's take was, it looks like the Eagles began to get tired. And that, to me, that's what we all talked about was the deep rotation this Eagles team had and they didn't do it, apparently. So, I didn't know that stat. I did notice during the game that it felt like Hargrave and Cox were in all the time. Yeah. It didn't seem like they rotated as much. And what I – I guess you can make the argument, you know, well, hey, it's the Super Bowl. But I would say, like, why would you do that if that's not what had been working for exactly. you all year. To me, I, I'd I said rather to, have those guys be fresh yeah. for lesser snaps. That's what I said to Wechter that just, and this is just my impression when I read this stat by Ruben, that the, that this was a panic move. I got to keep my best players in all the time because it's Kansas City and it's Mahomes instead of doing what you had been doing all year long, which was having a fresh line. You know what the reality is in terms of Gannon and Steichen? How we feel about those guys um, is going to change – a decent amount based on how the team next year does. Like, if the defense takes a big step back, mm-hmm. uh, I think – I don't know about you, Rhea, but there will definitely be people that that will alter their opinion a it, little it bit. It won't for me the because end. the defense will you, – you and I both know the defense is going to look far different because they won't have as many of these talented players are going to be here. And, Ross, the only – the eyes here, all the only thing that to judge the Eagles on because you expected them to be very good was how they played against good quarterbacks. And this goes back two seasons. I mean, as much as you want to look at whatever numbers you can come up with, if you're a Philadelphia Eagle fan, what you're seeing is give us the premier quarterback, put him against our defense, and we get churned. It's, it's not like a short... It's not like a short view either. It's a long view on what happened. And if you're going to win it all, I mean, I mean, much as the Eagles were terrific, look at the, what they had to beat to get there in terms of the quarterbacks they were looking at. Well, okay, but on some level, that's not his fault. And he gave up seven points in each of the first two playoff games. I mean, seven points. But, Russ. These are NFL teams. And, and the, who the, were the, the quarterbacks? 
Al, the Giants scored 30 points the week before at the Vikings. Huh. At the Vikings, if, they scored Rob, 30 if, points. If you could ask me... <laughs> In any sport, what team I want to play in the playoffs? It's the Vikings. It's the Vikings. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you, but I'm just saying, to me, you can't have it both ways. Like you can't. Say, but but that's it, right? But they don't want it both. The but they the Vikings, they, and they got seven. They don't the want it both ways here. This is one of those cases where people watch this for two years, and even though everybody from the coach to Elliott Shore Parks was telling them this is a really good coordinator, they were looking at it with their eyes and saying, this is not going to work when it gets down to it, and it didn't. Open receivers on either side of the field. Run the ball down your throat. Give up a huge lead. It just doesn't... It. It doesn't make sense that we're supposed to be saying, oh, no, he was really good. It, it, it wasn't. Well, a couple thoughts on that. We'll see next year. We'll see what the defense is like next year. And the personnel won't be exactly the same, but they'll still be talented on defense. And also, to point me to the people that do stop Mahomes. Like, point me to well, the then who, who did they lose to last Has year? Has he never lost a game? Didn't they lose a Super Bowl and not score anything? Yeah, that was a couple years ago when well, their O-line was horrendous. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess you can look at it like Mahomes is unbeatable, but they well, had I, I I already told you guys that my frustration in the second half is primarily that they didn't stop anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can live with – stopping the run, and then Mahomes lights you up. Or I can live with really focusing on the pass, and then they're able to run the ball a little bit. My frustration with Gannon is that he didn't stop either in the second half. And I think he deserves to be criticized for that second-half performance, and it's a big reason why the Eagles lost the game. But, like, the whole thing about, you know, well, he hasn't beaten the top quarterback. Okay, well – you know, if if Jalen doesn't fumble, then he beats a top quarterback. If if Kadarius Tony doesn't have that punt return, maybe he beats a top quarterback. So like the whole win, I'm not big on like the winning part of it. I'm more how did the defense do? And the defense did well in the first half. They did terrible in the second half. It's a huge reason why the Eagles lost, and people have a right, like you guys are, to be frustrated about it. Oh, it, it is. <laughs> it it. I've been here long enough to know when these people, these people, when the fans here, these these, yeah, when because they're always right. They're when they were right about Ben Simmons before anybody. Al, that, Al was that, amazed this morning or yesterday. There was a foot, footage of, and I wound up seeing it this morning. And I know how you love Ben Simmons. There's footage of Ben Simmons passing up a dunk. And the people all appeared to be surprised. Oh, and we're like, like, really? Really? And then, you know, Kapler ends up Kapler, manager of the year. And then disaster, Girardi. I'm like, oh, I, Ross, I, I give up trying to be smarter than the fans. They're always right. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hold on a second. What? He did it again? Oh, he did yeah. It again. No, it's viral. Ross, during it's the next viral. break, all you have to do <laughs> is, is enter into your Google search or uh-huh. Twitter, Ben Simmons, and you're just going to be like, really? He did it again. No, no. In fact, we'll go to break just so that you can take a look at this and then get your reaction. Time of 94, WIP is 736. That ought to be fun. Time of 94, WIP is uh, 743. I'm who's on the Ross Tucker Show, which is going to continue well beyond this season. Ross, I have a question about 
about something. I, this is coming from this is my stupid question of the morning to you. The the quarterback sneak stuff that the Eagles do, the rugby play. Yeah. Will it be caught? I mean, explain it. It, it kind of gets to the point of absurdity right now. It, it honestly looks like rugby more so than anything I've ever seen in the NFL. And will it be will or can and will it be copied? And can you come over the top on it? It, it, it might come out of nowhere, the question, but I'm fascinated by it. You know, I think they're going to look at it this offseason. Yeah. I think stylistically there's a push among owners and other people. They don't like it. Um, kudos, by the way to Sirianni and the Eagles coaching staff for identifying yeah, um, basically the, uh, I don't know, the flaw in the rule yeah. um, and and taking advantage of it this year. But I, I think they don't like the way it looks. I guess from my perspective, you know, from as an offensive lineman, right, when, when you're out there blocking and then you see your runners like fighting for extra yardage, it is very natural, like every ounce of your body wants to go and push him and push that pile forward. Right. Like, that's what you should be able to do. And I like that part of it. It's just stylistically weird when, like, they line up in that like that. That they're going to the do it. And have two guys pushing. Yeah. And to your point, Al, you can go over the top. And Chris Jones did that once. The problem is... If you go over the top, you lose your power. So, okay, you, you go over the top and you grab the guy. Your feet are no longer on the ground. Your feet are like riding this tsunami of men. You know, your, your feet are on top of the crowd wave surfing. of men. Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> yes. basically crowd surfing. So Chris Jones jumped over it. He grabbed Jalen Hurts. But then he had no power, so he just rode the wave to the first down. You know, I think the one thing that people got because I remember watching it was the play, and I think it was Dallas Goddard who basically like hooked his arm around Hertz and just kind of carried him into the, that. I don't think was very legal. Well, no, yeah. you're not. You're not. You're, you're definitely not yeah. supposed to be able to um, pick them up <laughs> to carry them in like that. You're, you're definitely not supposed. I to I enjoyed be able to it do as that. an Eagles fan. It was amusing, but yeah, I know that's not legal. That's kind of like that reminds me. What did you guys think of? the Juju Smith-Schuster post about Bradbury and the Valentine's Day thing. Did oh, you guys see that? I, I it was very yeah, classless. It was classless, and, and <clears throat> I, I made the point of throughout this, I really like the Eagles, how they look, yeah. their, their their culture yes. in dealing with everything from accepting yeah. the penalty. They're to, handling it better than I am, Al. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly better than we are. There's no, no, no really, but I, I thought it was awful. Uh, no, but, I, I so first of all, I agree. And uh, the thing that's weird to me about Juju, first of all, it, it's definitely classless. But why would you emphasize that, like, a ticky-tack penalty is, yeah. is what clinched the game for you? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're going to say something, like, say something about your seven catches or whatever he had and the good game you played. I don't know why you would emphasize something that showcases not you actually doing anything positive. But the refs calling it. The other thing I think is just wild about it is, you know, he, he only signed a one-year deal, as A.J. Yeah. Brown pointed out, TikTok boy. Um, but I think there's a pretty good chance he'll be back there. I know the Chiefs love him. Some of the coaches have told me they love him. So I, I'm sure they'll try to get Juju back there. 
Like, they play the Eagles next year. So, why – and Brad Berry will be gone. Yeah. So, maybe the Eagles won't care that much. But they'll remember. Like, they'll remember. And wh- why do anything that gives Gardner Johnson or any of these guys just a little more motivation to try to hunt you out, seek you out, and light your you-know-what up? I just – I never – wanted to ever say a word when I was playing that put any kind of bull. Like the last thing I wanted was the D lineman to be mad at me and play even harder than he already was because I was already hanging on for dear life. Well, all I could think of is it was going on all game and he finally got it. That, that, that's Well, okay, I'm glad you pointed that out. So there's two things here. One is I, I am curious. Let's say an Eagles player had done that yesterday. Mm, the right. Eagles oh. won the game. And let's say A.J. Brown did that to uh, Legereus Need. Would you, would you still hate it or would you think it's really funny? Oh, yeah. If you're a fan of the team that won, you think it's funny. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but but that, it seems to me that a lot of NFL players across the league kind of came to Bradbury's defense, like didn't like what he did. Right. And yeah. um, in terms of what you said, Al, about it's been going on all game, here's how I would describe – that holding penalty. And remember, anything I talk about as it relates to the holding penalty mm-hmm. or the field, that is not Eagles related. That is how I would feel if the game were the Lions and the Browns. Right. Right. If it were Lions and Browns, I would hate that the field was like that. And if it were Lions and Browns, I would hate that they called that holding penalty with less than two minutes. And in fact, if you check my Twitter from February 8th, 2022, I hated last year when they called a hold on Logan Wilson yeah. against Cooper Cup yeah. in the last two minutes of the Super Bowl last year. Here's what, here's what Sunday night was like. It was like the whole game in Game 7 of the NBA Finals, they let the guys play. You went in the paint. You were going to get some contact. They weren't going to call it. And then with 10 seconds left for the last shot, uh, they called a hand check. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like they call like a ticky-tack foul. Or I'll give you another one. It's almost like all game that pitch had been a ball. The whole game that pitch had been a ball. And then Bryce Harper comes up, the last at bat, and the umpire behind home plate calls it a strike. Like if that's going to be a ball all game, you can't change the strike zone on the last at bat. You can't change how you've been calling the whole game less than two minutes to go. In any of these sports, I, I agree in any of these sports, to your point, Al, I heard you before I came on, any of these sports, we would, we would all rather they let them play. Yes. But what's most important is consistency. You know, if they've been calling that all game, then okay, then call it. But they weren't. That was the only P.I. or hold the entire game. Are you kidding me? There was like, how many throws were there in the game? Are you kidding me? You're going to tell me that's the only time there was a little tug? And by the way, we talked about this with Angelo on Tuesday, it obviously wasn't the only time because Bradbury had a much worse yeah. hold in the first half. No, I and then the NFL does it two years in a row. Yeah, I it, it's it's awful. It's a disgrace. It, it I even as an umpire for kids, I let it. Go. I, I want the kids to settle it. Yeah. You know, you know what nobody's hoping for when they turn on a big game. Boy, I hope there's a, a game-clinching, ticky-tack holding penalty in this game. <laughs> yes. I mean— I blame it, this on you, Ross. I think before the game you posted something about the officials, didn't you? 
I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and, I, and it is my want, fault. You know, I don't want, I don't want, I'm not, I'm rooting for the officials or something like that, you said. Well, listen, I, I was just thinking about it. Uh, At Ross Tucker NFL, by the way, I was thinking about it and I thought, I just hope it's a cleanly played game and that Monday and Tuesday we can just talk about the players and what happened on the field and this guy was better than that guy and Mahomes is the yeah. best. Like, I just hope. And then I remembered that it started to drizzle when I was on the sideline of the Niners Eagles game. And I put on this like NFL windbreaker rain jacket thing. So I thought that was the perfect picture. <laughs> like, I'm just rooting for the refs. Yes. I just want the refs to have a clean game. And then maybe this whole thing's my fault. I jinxed it. Maybe, yeah. maybe I jinxed it because, of course, they, and by the way, that wasn't the only bad call. They probably should have called the Bradbury hold earlier. I hated the Devontae Smith overturn. Oh, my God. That was hated huge. It. I thought Devontae's catch, to be honest with you, was more of a catch than Goddard's catch. <laughs> Correct. I mean, Devontae took three steps, and then he hits the ground out of bounds after he's already taken three. Goddard, I thought, was debatable whether or not his foot Very was still debatable. really down yeah. when he had possession of it. So, anyway, in summary – I should not do media. They should put me in the NFL <laughs> league office, and I should be the czar of the replay yes, guy. I like it. Oh, well. I mean, I would have fixed all this. Well, it was pretty uh, – it, it turned into – I, I give him credit. It turned into a bigger national issue than it was here because, yeah. because of Gannon. Yeah. Gannon took the referee off of the – It's off hard of, to take it, referees out of any uh, fan of base, equation. but they did here. And plus, I think after hearing the Niners whine and whine and whine, nobody wanted to sound like a 49er. Yeah. After, after after what happened Well, there. those guys are a disgrace. Yes. And here's the difference. That's the players. Yep. Like, as fans and members in the media, we can complain about the refs. We can complain about the field conditions. And, again, I'm not talking about that being the reason why the Eagles lost. I just think both those things sucked for everybody watching the game. It just stunk that the players are slipping all over the place and that they ended the game on a game-clinching ticky-tack hold. There's other stuff that we need to talk about in terms of the Eagles losing the game, like the Hurts fumble was killer. The punt return cannot happen. I mean, the margin for error against Mahomes is so small, you're definitely not going to win if you give up a defensive touchdown and essentially a punt return touchdown. Well, the punt return, again, we, you know, it's, people were complaining all year about special teams, about what was going to happen. You get a shank. At, at that time in a in a in a Super Bowl is just it's it's incredible. Let's uh, check in with I think we're going to go to Chuck. Chuck, you're on ninety four WIP. Morning, Chuck. Hey, uh, listen, listen, guys, uh, Rhea, Al, and Ross. Listen, I heard everything you just said, Al. Prior was true, but let me just say this about Stike. I think Stike is going to be okay, mm-hmm. but I think Gannon. I'm going to tell you, there's only two ways that thing is going to go, in my opinion. It's either going to be bad or disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's all I see. Now, let me let me get to this point. At 6.30, Rhea, yes. when the game was just about to come on, yes. I just had two worries, and, and it happened to come true. There's two people I didn't trust. I didn't trust Miles Sanders, and I didn't trust Gannon. Well, it was clear they didn't trust Sanders either after the first couple of runs. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing I just want to say, see, I think we give Andy Reid, and Andy Reid's good. I'm not going to hate on him. I think we give Andy Reid too much credit. I Patrick Mahomes is great. I get it. 
I get Patrick Mahomes is great, but what I cannot accept, I don't know what um, I don't know what our coach was doing the week when they were here in Philadelphia. It's one thing that couldn't happen. Those seventy something sacks that we had during the year, it means nothing to me now because I just knew at least two times they would lay their hands on Mahomes, and it didn't happen, and that's just totally unacceptable to me. That's all I need to almost say about a, that. I almost just got his ankle. That didn't almost got his ankle, which would have been nice. Uh, do you have somebody you want to run out of or leave town, Chuck? Yeah. Um, listen, and I really hate to say this because I love this team. I really love this team. I want to run out of town every Eagles linebacker, <laughs> exception when they put um, Reddick back there. Because we just give me one linebacker that can play. You That's are, all. You want, you want linebackers to? Uh, I'm going to give you a spin. It's my last time running the wheel, so you got a good, pretty good shot again. I'm, I'm giving away the house. <laughs> oh, you got the Keith Jones autograph card, and there aren't many of them left. All right, we come back. Go with Ross about what's going to. I'm going to talk to Ross. We'll do the turf, Ross. You do the turf, do all that, all the other stuff that's gone on with the NFL as we head toward a what should be a very interesting offseason. Time of 94 WIP is 757.